The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's time for our annual review of the cookbooks, the best of the year, the best for Christmas and as ever. We have the Gastro Gaze with us. Russell Alford and Patrick Hanlon, food and travel writers at gastrogaze.com and now restaurant critics for the Sunday Times Ireland as well. Lads, thank you both very much for coming back yet again to us. So let's start with... The Blasta Books series. What's ah, this? you see, here we are now, finally, after <laughs> five years of this slot, we finally bring in our own book into contention here. However, it's not just our book, it's part of an award-winning series. Yes, so we are the second book and our book is called Hot Fat. It's a great one with the chips on the cover of it <laughs> and it is all about the joy of deep fat frying food. And uh, So, not- is that healthy? No. But neither is In a neither, moderation, it's neither wonderful. Is, neither is a baking book if you bake <laughs> from it every day. So there that's is the true. Me- that's the method we have. It's a treat book. It's for it's for weekends. It's for you know Saturday night. You put your Mars bars into it. They were, they were in contention, but they didn't make the cut. A whole heap of other things did, including apple pies, including ice cream that you can fry whole. Yeah. Honestly, it Deep is fried spectacular. Ice cream. Spectacular. It's yeah. amazing. But this book, there's also things like spice. Sorry, hold bars. on. Does it not melt? No. That's See, the magic of it. That's the challenge. You have to make sure it won't melt, even though it's encased in a batter and thrown into hot oil. It's, it's all mad. about the magic. Yeah. And it's all in that book. Yeah. It's spectacular. Hot fat. Yes. Hot fat. <laughs> um, but as, as we we're saying, it's part of a series of books. Uh, so the Blaster Book series, hugely successful. It came after a Kickstarter. Um, our publisher, we're selfish about it, it is our publisher, uh, Kristen Jensen, um, set this Kickstarter up about 18 months ago to bring new voices to the table in Irish food writing. Uh, people who may not have gotten book deals, people who probably weren't necessarily even believing in themselves and the ability to get cookbooks. And so between us, between uh, Quango Chan, who uh, released Wok only recently, Lily Ramirez Foran, who released Tacos, which was the first in the series, and then uh, Jess Murphy of Kai and Ong Klusky of Bread 41, they wrote The United Nations of Cookies. It's a great series and what a stocking filler this series is as well. They're 15 quid each. They're nice and affordable. No shame. You even stuck it in as the first set of books rather than leaving it to the end. Just in case we fall off air, okay? Out of the way and then it's our own plug done and we then move on. You're shameless, lads. You're shameless. Thanks for having us in again. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. Uh, You have a baking book though. Bake by Graham Herterich. Okay, so also the same publisher however us who haven't got any hand in this. Graham Herterich is also known as the Cupcake Bloke. He has his own shop in Rialto. And this is a highly personal cookbook. And it's so clever because it's kind of a half and half thing. So it has all of your classics, your bracks, your sponge cakes, your cookies, your brownies. However, every every classic recipe also has a twist on the other page of how to add global inspiration and international flavors and how to kind of turn the classics into the modern classics and it's a beautifully shot book it has hot pink pages on the outside uh, he is a lovely lovely guy and I know that he has waited so so long to get this in people's hands so if you are going to bake from anything or 
offer it to anyone as a Christmas present. This is the book you and, need. And we have to talk about Brack that's in that. One of his big passions is bringing Brack back. And <laughs> uh, there's so many different variations in this book. There's even things of dr- um, dressed Bracks. So they all might sound a little bit Which unusual. Which we bring the background. Brack's still popular at Halloween and during Lent. Only exactly during those that. times of year. This is a year-round thing, and it's a. It's but a, isn't the beauty of Brack is that there are special times of the year that they're not year-round staples. But then there's also the variations that include like an Earl Grey one. There's a Teeling's whiskey one that he makes as well. They're sensational. And if you put some goat's cheese and figs and all these different things on it, you're going to have a lovely time. It's a beautiful book. This year, I had the first occasion that I've ever had to eat a Ballymaloo house. So I'm very interested in Ballymaloo desserts, iconic recipes and stories from Ireland by J.R. Ryle because I remember having a wonderful meal and the dessert was spectacular at the end. On the trolley. Yes. Yes. Now this is all about the trolley. Um, J.R. Uh, started at um, uh, under under the tutelage of uh, Myrtle Allen when he was 15 years old, had such an interest in baking and everything and she really uh, took him under her wing uh, for so long and at the age of uh, 21 became head pastry chef there. So really remarkable uh, career over the last 10 years in making the dessert trolley at Ballymaloo House so iconic and world known. Uh, this book is a really, it's a, it's a big enough text you know, it's a big enough book, but there's so many classics in there. There's like, you, you know, the things you'd expect for from something like Ballymaloo, whereas it's like uh, vanilla ice creams that are served in uh, ice bowls. <laughs> you love it's an, ex- yeah, you it's an expensive, this. big book, 55 euro, mm. but at the same time, oh, it is it, beautifully it, it is produced. It is so beautifully um, photographed as well. And the recipes... Classics, but achievable things too. So nothing there was uh, on the dessert trolley in particular is ever too complicated or convoluted. There's beautiful uh, long de chat there, which are the long biscuits with lots of nuts going through them. You've got um, carrageen moss pudding, which is a staple uh, down in uh, in uh, Ballymaloo and, and around West Cork. So Say that one again. I think I had carrageen that. moss pudding. Oh, it was beautiful. In, yeah. yeah, in East Cork. Unexpectedly Cork. amazing, <laughs> and it's the yeah. kind of thing that all of the stuff in this are tried and tested classics Mm. and you can upskill, you can enjoy it and um, it has all of the classics in there. Oh, it's way beyond my ability to do, (laughs) but I don't think so. I'd love to go back and get more (laughs) off that trolley. Okay, Uh, the GIY Diaries, Michael Kelly has been a guest on this programme previously from Grow HQ in Waterford. Tell us about the book that has been done by Gil. Obviously, quite a few people are aware of him from the TV, the RTE show Grow, Cook, Eat. They were aware of him from this programme long before Of course, yeah. (laughs) It started off everything in his career. Um, This is a really interesting cookbook, even though it isn't a cookbook, it is a diary. So it is a year in growing at home. And if you have anyone in mind who is into growing their own produce or cooking or um, kind of storing up stuff at home. This is perfect because it takes you hand by hand through the entire year, through every week, every month, everything in season, the things to be prioritising in the garden at each time of the year. And also throughout that is some delicious sounding recipes as well to go alongside. So it's kind of an annual uh, of how to get out into the garden and grow your own, especially in a kind of 
cost of everything crisis, it could be a really, really handy cookbook. Sounds like a really have. good idea. Yeah. Okay. Motherland by Melissa Thompson. So this is all about the cuisine of Jamaica. Can I have it? Yeah. Down, please, it is. Thank you. It is a fascinating cookbook. All all around a cuisine that probably people have heard of, but probably haven't tried that often. It has your Kalaloo, your goat curry, all of that kind of stuff. But this Where would you get a bit of goat in Ireland to put in a curry? There's a e- great producer of it up in uh, Northern Ireland called Brock Gammon and they do some delicious goat. Would you eat a goat? Yeah, we've had, a, we've had it's loads delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Especially in yeah. a curry. So if you are mm. into the I say there's this. a few vegetarians listening who find it hard <laughs> enough to hear us talking about beef and chicken and now you're talking about the poor goats. It's a specialty and it's a delicious dish if you can get your hands on some goat. Mm. But this is a special cookbook in that even its name, Motherland, is so evocative, so powerful and it's entirely personal as well. It is also, it also has essays on it throughout about colonialism, about racism, about appropriation. So it is, it, it is a great read and it mm is also packed with delicious I have to recipes. say, looking at the photographs, these are pretty simple, most of them, aren't they? Mm, very really, simple. It, it's it's straightforward very... cooking, I'd imagine. And a it? lot of the recipes too, there's a lot of elements where um, an ingredient is used throughout so you can find extra uses and even uses for leftovers. Like there's a, a gorgeous uh, oxtail stew and then there's another recipe, a few pages around it for oxtail nuggets, which again, harking back to our own love, is very, very <laughs> appropriate. But the, the thing about Melissa, she's a, she's a real rising star in the UK food writing scene in particular uh, she writes for Good Food and The Guardian especially around issues around uh, people of colour and their representation in food and you know really proud of her for this book because it's a really great love letter to uh, her heritage If you just joined us it's Russell Alford and Patrick Hanlon the gastro gays who are with us as they do every year for the best food books of the year uh, and particularly for Christmas so who's got Red Sauce Brown Sauce by Felicity Cloak This is over here this is a bit of a different book because it's not a cookbook this is a, essentially a storybook a little novel a, um, a diary almost in a way as well, tracing uh, Felicity's journey to answer the really important question, red sauce or brown sauce, uh, around the UK. Um, I love this. I, I'm obsessed with breakfast and after uh, the pandemic and lockdowns, I really started to appreciate hotel breakfast that little bit more. And so when I was reading this, I constantly craved breakfasts. And essentially she's going... Sorry, to... hang on. I have to stop you there. <laughs> You're not like uh, breakfast. I do, but aren't they all pretty much the same? Yeah, it depends on where you go. And around, if you travel around different parts, like I love going up to Northern Ireland and getting soda bread and potato farls. Nothing, nothing beats them. Love An Ulster fry. An Ulster fry. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's delicious. Um, but with this book, uh, she actually does go to uh, Northern Ireland in it. Uh, it is essentially a cycling diary as well as she cycles around the UK, visiting various different places uh, such as uh, the uh, different factories uh, who create certain things. She goes to a museum of uh, Heinz beans, which is in um, a man's flat somewhere. Do, uh, do you believe are beans an appropriate part of a breakfast? In Ireland, absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, uh, absolutely horrendous. Not in Ireland, no. Yeah, yeah. abhorrent. Yeah. 
Absolutely not. No, not for me. Um, but she also visits places. I have um, a wife who would disagree with <laughs> oh, you. Oh yeah, that. see, there's a war here. Um, so she uh, she is really passionate about finding the producers of like uh, kippers and smokies and uh, lava bread in Wales. And there's so many different elements, and it just traces that journey throughout. It's a really nice casual read, and throughout she meets some really interesting characters who she describes in amazing detail. And it's just it's a joy of a book. If you want something for the train in the morning or the bus it's a nice little it's a nice mm. little read Midden Eastern Food Made to Share mm. by Messe now this is uh, from uh, Nicola Crowley and Devere Nursey who run uh, Messe which for years many people would have known as uh regulars at food festivals, street food markets and the likes. They also make the most beautiful lavosh uh, flatbreads. They're based see. in Tremor and Waterford. In Tremor and Waterford now. They have this uh, uh, deli and cafe they've had for about three or four years now, I think it is. This is actually a self-published book. They uh, decided to go out on their own and make this book a reality. And I I love how accessible and simple and delicious everything is. Everything is bursting with flavour. We've been looking to eat uh, their food so many times over the last couple of years and they make powerful flavoured food. Um, there's lots of great ideas for spice blends, drinks ideas as well, nice little teas, nice uh, sauces and dips that you can use too. It's a practical book, especially as we move maybe into summertime. This will come into its own as you want those uh, lighter salads that are full of flavour, full of herbs, full of seasonal ingredients and uh, a really gorgeous book. I think this is only available uh, in a small number of retailers, including from their own website too and from uh, the uh, Deli and Tremor as well. Simply Chinese by Susie Lee. So, Susie Lee came um, to prominence, uh, it's just over here, by claiming... Thank you. The, Sorry, I'm just taking the books from the lads here <laughs> to have a look at them. She claimed the title of... Britain's best home cook in 2020 um, and has uh, appeared ever since that on ITV's This Morning and here in Ireland on Ireland AM. And this book is exactly how it says. It is simply Chinese. It is it is aimed at anyone who even has a passing interest in the cuisine. It's a perfect kind of entry point into understanding its flavours, its techniques. It's so, so accessible. Okay, but can I ask you, I'm looking at it, but are are these not the the way Europeans present Chinese food rather than what you do in Well, I think her experience growing up in a takeaway has kind of informed that, that probably the things that our palates expect of that cuisine aren't quite the thing that they themselves are having at home every evening. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a halfway, I'd say. And it's it's full of really, really easy recipes, stories of her childhood. Um, I love the chapter about um, like Hong Kong style uh, takeaway classics that are a little bit probably away from the Chinese takeaways that we uh, have on our streets here that have things like Spam and um, what's the other one? There's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, French toast 
style. It's a, it's a Hong Kong delicacy, apparently, and uh, still to try it. I there love is, the dumplings here. The dumplings there. There is one Great. page that we've cooked a lot from this book, and there's one page in particular that is uh, splattered in soy sauce. So that's a uh, it is seal of approval. Almost brown. So <laughs> <laughs> it is a great book, and it's, it's a used. nice it's a nice one, and it's also great because any of the meat dishes in particular, there's always a good suggestion of the appropriate vegetarian alternative to use as well. Simply Chinese by Susie Lee. Mm. Our last one is. Uh, Live Fire by Helen Graves. Now, uh, remember, barbecues are not just for the summertime, they're for life. And this book really does uh, all of that uh, for you. Um, Helen is a fantastic uh, food writer from London and she is uh, writing about barbecuing food. And I'm an avid barbecue. Because the first thing I've opened up is a fantastic looking cake that she's baked. And the barbecue. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do it if you believe in yourself. Um, there's lots of great techniques there as well about how to use your coals appropriately, how to fire your barbecues correctly. This is a seasonal book as well, so it's divided into the four seasons with the most appropriate and useful things that you can make during those times. Um, I love the fact that this is a barbecue book that moves away from a lot of the stereotypes. Um, I'm obsessed with barbecuing, but as a gay man, I sometimes find I don't identify an awful lot with a lot of the portrayals of barbecuing in the media in particular, that it's always quite macho and loud and beer swilling. And I'm just sitting out the back having a martini listening to some camp classics. Whereas I love the fact that Helen is a female barbecue live fire writer and she's done such a brilliant job of this it's Um, just elegantly styled it's it's so refined mm. it's so beautiful and it's so delicate as well so I think if you're into Mm. cooking over over the coals or over mm. over open fire, it is aimed at, at you. And it's kind of interesting because as opposed to just um, being like, here's all things that you can barbecue, it's more so trying to reappropriate it in a way that this is cooking over fire as not as a special occasion, but as a regular occurrence because it benefits from the smoky flavour and everything. Even um, at Christmas. And even at Christmas, yeah. We'll put the full list up on the website at the Today FM page or the last word page of the Today FM website and we'll put pictures of all of these books up on social media as well. Lads, thank you very much as ever for being with us here on The Last Word. That's the Gastro Gaze, Russell Alfred and Patrick Hanlon. Thank you so much for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.